Hello, welcome to Across the Divide. My name is Ashley Lawrence and I'm joined by my brother Ricky Lawrence. Good evening, Ashley. Good evening, good evening. Um, I think last time I started this podcast by saying it is a good evening for you, but I think I have to say the opposite this time around, don't I? Uh, you did and you do. Um, I think listeners to this podcast uh, will know that last week I said I was going to the game tonight. And the change of circumstances actually resulted in me not going tonight. So whilst it wasn't a good evening as an Arsenal fan, the, I guess there is some uh, something to be said about the fact that I wasn't at the London Stadium, which is an awful ground to get to, awful ground to be at, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to see us lose three 0 So I'm not saying three one. Real sorry, of course, three one. Last kick of the game. Um, I um, I'm not happy. I'm not, uh, there isn't really much to take, much consolation, but if there was to be any, um, I could still be on my way home from the grounds. And instead, I am in my living room and have been since, well, since the game, all the game started. Yeah. It is that weird feeling, isn't it, when you don't go to a game that you could have gone to, and then it does, I don't know about you, but it certainly does, for me, affect my mood one way or the other. Because if I don't go to a Spurs game and we win, Obviously, I'm delighted that we won, but there is a part of me that thinks, oh, I wish I had had gone. And if I don't go to a game that we lose, then there is that thing of going, as annoyed I am as I am that we lost, at least I didn't go. Yeah, and I guess that is, that is I guess, what happened tonight. But I would say that I, um, I definitely, obviously, have been games I wish I was at. But, for example, if you take uh, Saturday's victory over Sheffield United, if for whatever reason I wasn't able to have gone to that, that would be the sort of game I'd no. be like, okay, yeah. Um, yeah I, can hear, I can hear you are agreeing with me. Um, whereas yeah. there are definitely games where, you know, you, you would be gutted that you weren't at, yeah. um, especially if you, if you could have gone. Yeah, 100%. Like, there's some that obviously go without saying. But it's funny that you bring up Sheffield United as an example because... I always, the one I always think of, because sometimes I hear people say, oh, maybe I won't bother going to that game because it's Sheffield United or mm, um, yeah. Burnley or what have you. And for me, the game that always makes me not think that is um, when Spurs played Wigan um, in 2009. Um, and I can imagine lots of people thinking, oh, Spurs, Wigan. I won't bother going to that game. And we won 9-1. And that's why for me, unless I, I mean, I'd probably take it to an extreme, but unless I have a very, very valid reason not to go to a Spurs game, particularly a home game, um, I won't ever miss one. Yeah, I would, um, it's funny that you mentioned that game because I would say if you, you know, 9-1 is particularly, like that's what it goes past the point of, it just being a thrashing, like we won five nil. Yeah, five nil is fine. Like exactly five nil. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Whereas like nine one, and obviously it was to first score five goals, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when it's like, oh wow, this is this is a special game to be at. Relatively, I actually don't, you know, I don't, I don't think thrashing is that exciting in that context. But I do. It is always that sort of it goes past threshold. When Man you lost seven nil to Liverpool, it's like, oh wow, this is and, yeah. You know, well, yeah, nine nil to Southampton. 
it's like well man you liverpool in particular obviously is... yeah that is i mean that is insane then, although as we are recording i feel like you're about to say this so we are so you have manu losing three nil at home to newcastle on um so maybe yeah. it's not that surprising no but but then the shepherd united game for spurs this season did end up being an incredibly mm. memorable and exciting uh, and dramatic game um and um and yeah and again I'm sure there are many people who didn't go to that game because they thought, oh, well, if there's a game to miss, it'll be shoved down to the home. And it's up there with the most dramatic and enjoyable um, moments we've had at the stadium. Probably top three, I think. So, yeah, so you, you didn't go. I didn't watch any of it. Uh, I got in in time to see the last 10 minutes or so. I saw um, saw the consolation goal right at the end. Um I have watched Spurs lose at the London Stadium a couple of times. It's not much fun. Um, Imagine particularly less fun as a Spurs fan, given yeah. the hatred for Spurs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. League Cup's weird, isn't it? Because you either want to go out straight away or really early on, like we both have done, or win it. I, I really think it's one of those competitions where if you go all the way even to the final and don't win it just for the colossal waste of time for clubs yeah. like Spurs and Arsenal that is now I would actually really really agree on that because we were in the final I've been to two finals um, one was obviously the Birmingham one which was just I mean awful awful um, yeah you've like you haven't won it since 93 right yeah we've been in That's... three finals we played Chelsea there's that huge fight when, and also when Diaby knocked yeah, out John Curry. Diaby, yeah, yeah. I guess is is that kind of victory, I don't know. Yeah, um, I think so. I think you do get a trophy for that. Yeah. Um he definitely gets a song. Um mm. then we had um the Birmingham game, which was just yeah. the problem with that game, other than all the other stuff, is that that was the game we were gonna end our trophy drought. Yeah. That was it. We would we would definitely that was it. We were definitely gonna win a trophy. Yeah. Um and then the City one, which was just, I feel like everyone plays City occasionally and you just get reminded of the gulf between the two teams. Yeah, so, they're, yeah, when they're on their game, when they're really, yeah, really up, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, well, know, um, Manu earlier and yeah, Manu against City on Sunday was another example of that. Yeah, uh, no, I agree, it's um, not a competition you want to be playing uh, a load of games and only to go and lose in the final. So, we had. Uh, uh, relatively, in fact, it was a terrible, terribly boring game against Brentford in the last round, which we managed to get through, and then an absolutely awful loss against West Ham today. I, I think, for me, when you lose a game like we lost tonight, I cling on to the, you know, hope that maybe it will be a good in the long run. I don't mean not playing the games. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. you hope that Arteta saw this, or a player did that, or yeah. they'll just, yeah. you know, regroup. But it, yeah, it's maybe a bit fatty, but you just hope that somehow it'll end up being I, somewhat of a positive. I think that's reasonable. I think that's quite a, a reasonable, optimistic take. But yeah, I think I think we can just pretend the uh, League Cup doesn't exist uh, for the rest of the season on this podcast. That's that's fine by me. Absolutely fine by me. It's, although, funnily enough, now that we've established that you haven't won it for 30 years, it's the only trophy now that Spurs have outright bragging rights over Arsenal, isn't it? Because... We've we've won it twice since you. I think you haven't won up the UEFA Cup more than us. Yeah, well, yeah, that doesn't really exist anymore, though, does it? 
that's true. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've won it. We've won it twice since then, and also, I can't even count how many finals I've been to in the League Cup. Yeah, well, I was actually saying to a friend the other day, I used to, we, we, agree, we both used to really enjoy it when Wenger would put out as about a younger team as he probably could have put out. Yeah, I mean, he, I have to, like, of, of all the kind of pioneering um, innovations that Arsene Wenger brought to the Premier League, Putting out a team of completely unknown youngsters in the League Cup was definitely his his greatest. So you're on board with that? Like, oh, fully, yeah. I, I used to love that. There was a period people used to not like because it was not Arsenal fans, but people who would say it was degrading for the competition, etc. <laughs> I love I, I, It feels like such an outdated thing to be annoyed about. Yeah, now. yeah. He's degrading but, the League Cup. <laughs> but now, now it's gone completely back to teams putting out a strong side. No, but um, that's because... The big clubs have such strong strength and depth now, relative. Yeah, that they they have no choice. Like Arsenal made how many changes tonight? Um, we made yeah, we did make a lot, and it was still um, really yeah. yeah. There weren't any youngsters in that team, were there? I was zero youngsters, and I exactly. I just think no, I I I know. I just kind of think like it was, you know, when you when you we would beat like first teams with our youngsters yeah 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 i just think you know if you're gonna not care about it that much just don't care about it we remain the two only undefeated teams in the premier league um and this podcast's incredible streak continues um seeing as we just spoke about Arsenal, should i talk about friday night at selhurst park Please do. I think, you know, talk away because, um, yeah, it was not a huge amount to discuss from Arsenal's 5-0 dropping of Sheffield United. So um, I'm sure your game was yeah, less... at least more than maybe off the pitch, on the pitch. I don't know. How was your, how was your evening in general? Yeah. yeah. It's funny you ask the question in that way because I'd say my evening in general was pretty fantastic. So, yeah, I stood at the front um, row of Selhurst Park away and the game itself, the first half, was as drab as anything could be. It was pretty much non-eventful. Um, I think the match of the day highlights showed one Vicario save, and that was it. Um, uh, but the second half was great. Not not necessarily the most thrilling game of football, but Spurs scored two goals. One of them was a really good move. Um, obviously, it, the, the results took us five points clear briefly at the top of the league, and it was it was great. It was it was a really fun old-fashioned away day and i use the phrase old-fashioned um in the correct sense because that ground is just staggering every time i go there uh, have you been there recently yeah actually this season i think was the first palace away game i've missed uh bar covid for for a little bit i i go to Sahas park pretty much every year but i feel like the gaps between visits are just long enough that i forget just how ridiculous that away end is um, uh, talking specifically about the concourse, you walk through the turnstile and immediately you cannot move. And you're just very, very slowly, along with thousands of others, ambling in the vague direction of your seat and hoping that at some stage you'll get there. It's ludicrous. Like, I mean, far be it for me to start kind of demanding better health and safety, but it's madness that, that that concourse is still permitted. So I I do actually remember exactly. Well, to remember, I I 
last two videos especially there were night games and yeah um i feel like you know the fact that it's pitch black just makes it even more difficult. yeah and also obviously night games people tend to turn up later close to kickoff so you've got like pretty much everyone arriving at the same time etc yeah oh yeah i queued up for ages to get in last time yeah and it was um yeah just it's is well it's not great is it no no it's i mean like i love that it still exists in the same way that I love that Goodison Park still exists and you know, I'm struggling to think of Craven Cottage, I suppose. And yeah, there aren't many grounds like that still standing. But at the same time, I, I mean, I haven't heard any suggestion that they have any intention of improving the facilities in the away end. And it is just staggering. You cannot move. Um, yeah, so, so, you know, that was fun. And obviously, we decided to add a layer of drama to proceedings by conceding with just enough time to make us all panic. Um, but really and truly, it was pretty professional performance, especially second half. And yeah, it was great. You know, not very often that we get to sing We Are Top of the League. Um, and and we took great pleasure in doing so. Yeah, and I, I can't blame you. I um, You probably take great delight in the fact that I uh, I got home just after half time put the tv on saw you score one and then i'd say almost as soon as uh son's uh shot went in the net the tv mm. went back off again yeah yeah i mean that's what i that that's exactly what my rule is when watching arsenal um if you go two goals up i switch over mm. and uh if i get a goal alert saying the other team have got one back i'll switch back um, <laughs> yeah. yeah and yeah but yeah um yeah it was palace like, like I said last week, it is a banana skin, Palace away. Um, so I'm very pleased we've got that one out of the way. Um, one other thing I wanted to note about Palace away is it's the second time this season that I've been to an away game at a smaller London club, let's say. First one being Fulham. And heard fans singing about how much they hate Tottenham outside. They're, Crystal Palace and Fulham are not allowed to hate Spurs. <laughs> I know this sort of thing really annoys you as well, which is... Go and find your own rivals. It's not our fault that... They both have, rivals... especially... What? Who? Palace Sorry. Do. So, Palace is Brighton. Yeah. No, I'm not saying... Well, don't, don't need to get into yeah. that. why and whatnot, yeah. but... Yeah. It's quite... It's, I feel like it's quite a fierce rival, at least... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I, I, I honestly, I don't care who they hate. They're not allowed to hate Spurs. Well, you, you do. You just said you want no. to go and hate someone else. No, I'm saying... I, no, I'm saying I don't care who they hate instead of us. But they cannot. That there are already three teams who we begrudgingly have to acknowledge hate us. Okay, that's already too many. Arsenal, fine, proper rivalry, absolutely no problem with that. Chelsea, yeah, other big London club, traditional rivalry, fine. West Ham, oh, it's pushing it now, but we'll just about let you in. You'll be our <laughs> third, third most significant rivals. We cannot have Fulham and Crystal Palace. No, you don't hate Spurs. You're playing Spurs this evening. That doesn't mean you hate them. I did not go into the Sheffield United at home game singing, we hate Sheffield United. <laughs> no, you can You can only hate so many teams. There is only enough hate to go around. Um, so not having it. Um, I just needed to get that off my chest. No, I, I think it's impossible to disagree. There is this, you know, I think a lot of people do hate Spurs, but... Why? Oh, I don't know because we're lovable. Well, I actually think that this season so far, yeah, exactly. Like, I guess um, punditry-wise, 
there is a there is a lot of love towards Spurs. Like I, I hate Spurs, every Spurs team. About, to a, you know the whole yeah, Spurs, that, yeah. whatever. Like, like I hate every team to a degree, but you can only have so many rivals, and, and Crystal Palace and Fulham are not not on the list. Sorry. No, I um, I, 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 yeah, I think there should be rules about it. I think you should have to state who your rivals are and only sing about them and only focus on them. Because, I mean, you know, it, it must be exhausting for all these teams having to hate Spurs. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I teach my children that the only two things they can hate are Spurs and Chelsea. Yeah. But now, obviously. As and, you can, daughter, and you can yeah. laugh at West Ham. Yeah, but again, like West Ham and Arsenal, just like a it's, no, it's, yeah, it's a bit different yeah. Spurs. But I mean, even now, like my daughter, she gets older. T- today, she said, or she say she hates um, something. I don't know something at school or whatever. Um, mm. And I said, oh, no, we only hate. Oh, she, no, she, she hates a TV program. I said, oh. no, don't say you hate it. Um, but I admit, I'm probably the reason why she even sort of knows the word hate. Well, I, I was up to a certain degree. Um, so the problem becomes like when, for example, we had Newcastle Wolves on the other night. Um, I said, oh, I don't like Newcastle. But then she said she wants them to win because she likes castles. And the thing is, it just gets a bit, it gets yeah. a bit confused. I see, you know, I, but I also say I, we, we don't like any team except for Arsenal. Yeah. There's no, there's no team um, that I would say that I no. like, you know, and nor, nor should I really. Um, no. So, yeah. I guess no, absolutely. you don't want to hate every team. Then, like I said, it gets a bit exhausting. But... I think it's just degrees of hate. It's not. There's no other teams that I would hate to the point where I'd sing about hating them. Yeah, I mean, we only we we mainly not a lot. I say, oh, if you if you guess if you say oh yeah, the Arsenal awesome Man U thing is a awesome bit complicated, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, but it's quite I, even, I, I think that's kind of fair enough as well. Yeah, I think it's a, there's a lot of history. You know, you go back yeah. to you know, there's been like I think finals been the absolutely huge fight yeah um, then you know the whole wait hold on a second back. which absolutely huge fight you're talking that's about? fair i'm talking about the one way back um in the 90s where it's, yeah is it was it 90 yeah because just to make it this very specific to you and i that fight is captured in the 1990-91 season review vhs that you and i watched i would estimate around a hundred times at our grandparents' house growing up. Yeah. Um to provide, you know, the commentary. Um but yes, that is the fight that I'm referring to between us and Man United. Then obviously there was more. So yeah, I th- I think that rivalry is, is massively legitimate. Yeah, I agree. It's massively legitimate. I agree. Um, and I quite like I like well, those kind of yeah, not quite. I like those rivalries where they're more like I guess not quite to the same extent, but like sort of Chelsea Liverpool have that a bit. Yeah, maybe had like, it, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now they just draw with each other. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I like I like rivalries that are based like we. Like, sorry, not to labour the point, but like we don't have any reason to have a rivalry with Crystal Palace or Fulham. Like, there's nothing there other than they're smaller London teams, and they probably just see us as the next one up. Um, yeah, it's probably yeah. that's come a bit, a bit of jealousy. Like Arsenal have for a very long time been, you know, way better yeah. than Crystal Palace, whereas Spurs. Having previous seasons, or I mean, to be clear, I'm pretty sure we've always been better than Fulham and Palace. I don't yeah. think there's ever been a time where, no, it's been no, no, yeah, but yeah, I get you. I get, you, I get your point. Yeah. I think it's just it's interesting, isn't it? I think I think it probably is quite frustrating for those teams because yeah, the Palace Brighton thing always feels a bit weird. Fulham have that same issue with Chelsea, really, where they're not Chelsea's yeah. biggest focus. 
Fulham Brentford now, I guess. That could be a thing. I guess. I mean, no one cares about Fulham, let's face it. Everyone just likes Fulham. That's their problem. Yeah. They're far too likeable. Yeah, I guess um, so. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so that's that. Um, and what, sorry, one other thing. Um, I happen to be stood directly in front of um, a group of, uh, I'll describe them politely as, I'll just describe them as what they are. So I was I happened to be stood directly in front of YouTubers. I suppose YouTubers. <laughs> I, I I thought that's where you're going to go first, and then I then I didn't. Um, yeah. But uh, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm excited now. Yeah, no, I stood in front of these YouTubers at, at, at Palace on Friday night. Um, they were actually not that annoying. I didn't really notice them very much. But then I suddenly remembered yesterday that, um, that I was still in front of YouTubers. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, um, I'll find their YouTube video. And so I've now been able to watch in great detail the back of my head um, <laughs> celebrating um, both the Spurs goals for Friday night, which is you know, something I would literally never have been able to see otherwise. Oh, I've done a service. I have never stood next to anyone who's filmed anything other than you know maybe a penalty but i feel like this isn't your first time um i've definitely stood that these youtubers in particular I've, I've stood near quite a few times i think they're either tw- they're definitely brothers i think they're twins i don't know they're very they're very you definitely recognize them anyway i've stood near them before and i've also stood near another youtuber away at burnley who was so obnoxious it was unbearable um yeah i'm not going to name any of them because i don't think they deserve the oxygen when, when was, was, when was that like in the, the league oh, I'm talking years ago no yeah, no, no. yeah i didn't know that was a thing back then um well i mean you know they're in the premier league this season right yeah but i know you didn't go to burnley yeah no no i'm talking about three four five years ago probably the time before last that burnley were in the premier league Okay. I feel like it was when Kane scored a hat trick. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I always think that I would like to say, "Oh, can you just get your phone out of my face and that?" But I probably wouldn't. But well, it was it, fine on this occasion because, like I say, they were behind me. So behind you. yeah, yeah. Much better from from uh, yeah, and, and not they weren't blocking my well, no one was blocking my view. No, yeah, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was fun. I got to I got to see what I what the back of my head looks like. Um, when watching Spurs score, um, so yes, yeah, so that was my Spurs so Park experience. Anything you want to add about Arsenal five, Sheffield United nil? Um, there was the whole penalty thing. Um, and Ketia had scored a hat trick. Yeah. Okay. So this is quite funny, right? Because that's the second time this season, which is still only ten games old, where Arsenal have had the luxury of dishing out penalties like you know like charity you know charity cases oh do you fancy a penalty today spurs still haven't had a single penalty this season we still don't know who our penalty taker is that's interesting yeah i mean what i would say is i think against bournemouth it was only two nil at the time it was a there was a little bit of risk but i think as I sort of alluded to at the time, Havertz was, I think, Chelsea penalty taker, or at least taken a lot of penalties. Um, 
this was four nil at home to yeah sorry it was three nil at the time at home to Sheffield United I would say yeah we were able to have the luxury of if anyone could have taken that penalty um yeah you definitely uh, yeah I mean what was it like 90, 90th minute or something no 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 it was a fair bit earlier we scored again after oh uh, yeah uh, that's right. I mean yeah, yes yeah. but the game was not I mean I think Sheffield United's xG was zero point zero two yeah that's because I think they had a shot from the halfway line that went. Really, oh, really is that Harmer's shot? Yeah, yeah that, that that does not count as a shot. Um, so, also, it, you wouldn't get zero point zero two for that. You wouldn't even get that much. Oh uh, yeah, I do. I I think they had another. I can't remember another shot they had, but they must have done. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's just the way the cookie crumbles, really, isn't it? But it's just funny that you've been able to to dish out the penalties to everyone yeah. in the squad. I think we've um, had at least four four people have scored penalties for us this season, and yeah. uh, none of those players have been strikers. Yeah, Jay Zuzor and Ketia have taken a penalty. Yeah, so it's just it's just a funny little aside, really, isn't it? I wonder I wonder how long it will take before David Raya gets to take a penalty. Well, Pep Guardiola has always said that Edison is the best, or did before they signed Haaland. Edison was the best penalty taker at Man City, so yeah, and he's yet to take one. Um, yeah. Which I always well, think is Guardiola either just bottling or lying. If he is the best penalty taker, just let him take one. I think it's the logistics, though, isn't it? Because if he missed, there's a lot more jeopardy than. Yeah. You say that. Well, there is, though, isn't there? No, obviously. Categorically. No, there is. But first, he was the best taker. Don't need to worry about it. Secondly, <laughs> the chances of of you not getting be able to get back at your goal. It's only really an issue if the ball is sort of held by the goalkeeper. I just, like I say, I think the jeopardy. Yeah, fine, fine, but you know, it from being an option. I know, but it would be great to see. It would, it would. That's my know. main reason. I agree. I don't know if it's ever happened in English football. No. Um, but yeah, I'm all, I'm all for it. Very surprised. Especially now that we we are even less likely to see my absolute favourite thing in football, which is outfield players going and goal. Um, because it's with, the, with the nine players on the bench and the five subs, it yeah. it would take a really kind of surprising set of circumstances for it to happen. Um, it would, but well, Arteta will almost always make five subs. Yeah, okay. So chance, you just, I mean, someone like Guardiola, I feel like he often doesn't make that many at all. Yeah, you need um, it. To ha- yeah, you need it to happen. You need the subs to be made earlier on in enough that there's a yeah well um yeah Giroud Giroud did go for something around this season so yeah it's there is hope time. but yes yes I, I know obviously that that is by far and away the best thing in football so. yeah I think I think when all said and done watching professional athletes do things that they don't actually know how to do is 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 always going to be right up there. well yeah this I think my favorite one of my favorite things in football is when you can show it to someone who isn't interested in football and then be amazing yeah. for example um, I remember when Allison scored that goal for Liverpool, which yes. was not only That's really important, but was also um, a fantastic header. Yeah. Um, so I like yelped. I had to get my wife to come and see, mm. and even she thought it was amazing, even though she could not care less. I mean, it could be England yeah. or final. She might, you know, put her eyes on the TV. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, she couldn't care less about football, and even she would find that sort of thing did so did find that sort of thing amazing. Yeah, well, wait till you show Paul Robinson's goal against Watford. Not an interesting thing because <laughs> it's from his, it's basically him doing what he normally does. It just happens to go in the goal. Yeah, it's true, but it was pretty special. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's it's quite it's quite nice, isn't it? Having your team be undefeated in November. You've had it before. I don't think we've ever had it before. <laughs> before, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess what we've got. I mean, this isn't the first time I've said this. If we can I know speak, what you're going to say. If we can speak next week, yeah. next week's podcast, and we're still both in town, yeah. that would be an achievement. I mean, yeah, I would be very happy if we are still undefeated come uh, come next Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, I would, without looking back at the fixtures, I would imagine this is the hardest sort of combined weekend for both sides this season so far. Yeah, I reckon our odds, combined odds of winning this weekend. Well, it's not losing. Cause, well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I can't remember who we played when you played Man City, but I don't think it was someone hard, was it? Um... I can't remember, but I can tell you that I think Newcastle. I mean, that is—it's not a game that anyone really, really looks forward to, especially at St James Park. I would say. I mean, are you confident playing Chelsea? Well, see, this is—it's a great question you ask because this is exactly when the football brain logic, football fan logic brain, just kind of completely goes haywire because on paper everything points to Spurs winning this game on Monday, right? Because, obviously, we're top of the league, undefeated. Chelsea just cannot seem to put in um, a decent performance in the league. Um, and their most recent Premier League result was to lose 2-0 home to Brentford. Um, but the very obvious fear of um, the Chelsea manager being the first person to inflict a league defeat on us this season um, means I can't be confident in any way, shape, or form. That's fair. We should get onto the Chelsea manager, but I think should we, a good should we? you could, yeah, I think there's a good chance that you could really give them a bit of a stuffing. Um, I look, okay, okay. So again, I have to separate. This is not what, what I think will happen, but I do have to say that I agree with you that there is a big part of me that thinks the most likely result is that we we tear them to pieces. However, I immediately feel the need to caveat that by saying I'm also aware anything could happen in that game and I'm not overconfident. You idolised Pochettino, is that fair to say? I told you last week, I don't really remember him being at the club. Apparently he managed us, but it's Okay. It never really went on my radar. What What do you expect his reception to it's be? It's a bit like, remember when Jacques Santini managed Spurs? <laughs> Very similar. Well, kind of happened, it... and then got he got replaced. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what? Yeah. What What reception do you expect? I, I actually, I think it's a really, really interesting discussion because, um, there does seem to be. I think the consensus, and obviously, kind of, I haven't spoken to every single Spurs fan um, who will be attending on Monday. I think the consensus is that he will get a really bad reception. Like he's he's going to get booed, um, he'll get stick, he'll get chance, etc. And I am fully on board with that. But it also has to be acknowledged that until um, 
has to be acknowledged that until he joined Chelsea, I know this is going to sound stupid, but until he joined Chelsea, he was adored. And it's becoming increasingly clear that him joining Spurs, rejoining Spurs was never an option. So I guess it comes down to us wanting him to just not take a job at a rival. And I think that's fair. And like I say, I'm fully on board with booing him. But it's not a um, you know, former England centre-back um, leaving the club yeah. on a free to join our yeah. rivals. It's not that level. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a step down from that. It's exactly the same as Fabregas one, I think. Yeah, that's a really good comparison, I think, weirdly, because obviously one's a player and one's a manager. But I think it is a really good comparison because there's that thing of like, we don't want you. And by we, ultimately, I, mean, I guess I mean Daniel Levy and Arsene Wenger in both examples, don't want you, but you're still not allowed to go to Chelsea. Yeah, but you know, as we've alluded to earlier, you know, teams have rivals and I think it's legit. And there is always, yeah. as, as we said before, there is always a little bit of pantomime in all of this. And you know, I didn't actually hate Seth Fabregas, but I hated oh, I did. Chelsea. You did hate Seth Fabregas? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. He played for your two biggest rivals, but yeah. you know, I loved him. Arsenal. I know so many Arsenal fans that loved him and were very, you know, happy with not happy with him being at Chelsea, but didn't really wouldn't have booed him, for example, as I as I would. But you know, I, I imagine there'll be lots of Spurs fans. If you ask them if they hate Pochettino, they would say they don't hate him, but they will still boo him because you know football is is a bit of pantomime at the end of the day, and it. It's essentially quite fun sometimes just to vent your frustration out with someone and it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme yeah. of things. So, yeah, um, your game's Saturday 5.30, so yep. um, you could go top of the league, albeit potentially briefly. Uh, no, I think City like play at 3 o'clock. No, we're ahead of City, aren't we? Um, well, no, yeah, you are, City, yeah. City will be on 27 points, assuming they beat Bournemouth at home, so yeah, we would go top. Um, although actually, you're, you're you an exact goal same. difference, yeah. yeah. So, um, well, yeah, yeah, you'd have to match their results. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it'll be quite tough to uh to be top of the league on okay. Saturday night. Well, you could be level on points with the league before Monday's game, yeah. Interesting, so yeah, big, big weekend ahead all round. So, we'll reconvene next week. Um, as always, it's been a pleasure, yep, likewise. Uh, so I'll see you then. Enjoy.